3: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of my right here on Talk Radio. It is a crisis of mammoth proportions. It's hitting the country at its weakest moment. It's the longest day of the year. The World Cup is on and barbecue season is in full swing. But once again, uh, we are at the mercy of manufacturers who can't organise their own businesses to ensure that we can get what we want when we want it. That's right. It's shortage time and this time it's serious. Not only are we running out of fizzy drinks, soon we might be out of pork and chicken and worst of all, there's not going to be enough beer to last until World Cup final day. Have Avocado shortages we can handle. But this, I'm afraid not. How on earth could anyone have let it happen? 0344 1000. Daisy McAndrew is back and we'll be finding out why. British Airways thinks they can just cancel tickets because they were, in their words, too cheap. And whether it's actually possible to have a baby and keep a high-powered job. Oh three four 1000. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Daisy McAndrew on Talk Radio.
0: The Independent
2: Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
1: D-O-L-A. I guess that's
0: as
3: close to CO2
1: as you can get.
0: He he set Mark a a target,
3: and he finds something for you. Very well done. Very well done indeed. Now, Alex Dibble, our uh, intrepid reporter, uh, who covers almost anything for Talk Radio, (laughs) has now been tasked with the uh, the the very difficult task of trying to see whether people are hoarding uh, fizzy drinks, or beer, or even chicken uh, off the shelves (laughs) in a local supermarket. Alex, what have you got for us? Good morning, Mike. That's right. So I've,
2: I've, I've had to head down to some local supermarkets to yeah. see if this CO two shortage really is hitting the shelves. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you'll be pleased to know I have found both chicken breasts and thighs in <laughs> in all the supermarkets I've visited this morning. So that's fine. Okay. What? Um. I've also found chicken tikka masala and chicken chow mein. All right. Which means, of course, that the takeaway market is surviving at least for now. Okay. And uh, the one thing that you mentioned there, of course, the big thing is beer with yeah. the World Cup, isn't it? With the mm. World Cup, with barbecue season getting underway. Yeah. Have you had a barbecue yet this summer? Uh, I have had a couple, yeah, I have. Yeah, I had one just the weekend. Did and, you? of course, for that very reason, the sun's coming out. Everyone's wanting to buy beer. Well, don't and forget therefore... this Sunday, Alex, is the England-Panama game. So there's going to be an awful That's lot of beer be consumed this weekend. Well, indeed. And therefore, this is one of the reasons why Heineken are getting a little bit worried because things like John Smith's Extra Smooth and also Amstel, their kegs are a low supply. Mm. And they've come out and said, you know, we're working very hard to, to address this. But I can tell you that in one of the supermarkets I visited this morning, Heineken was was very low in supply. Well, there you are. Now, that could be because of the drastic CO2 shortage, or it could be because it's been very popular today. Well, it could. could.
3: I mean, you see, I think these things do have a tendency to kind of take a couple of days to get going. And I wonder whether uh, in a couple of days' time, as we get closer to Sunday, that people will be thinking, well, what I don't want to do is leave it till Sunday and find that there's no beer left. So people will start, you know, stocking up now, and that's when it tends to run out. Hoarders... Yeah, beware. We don't like you. Everyone needs some. (laughs) Leave it to the rest of us. You get
2: your. I've never heard you so aggressive, Alex.
3: Huh? I've never heard you being so aggressive before. Well, this
2: is serious, Mike. This is serious. (laughs) This is the World Cup going on. It is. Everyone, everyone needs to a drink, and everyone needs to be merry. Yeah. And of course, regardless of the result. Of course. Well, indeed. And uh, regardless of the result, if it goes well, everyone's going to want to celebrate. If it goes badly, people will want to drown their sorrows. Yeah. This is a serious issue. It really and, is. Uh, the one, the one thing, of course, that's also affecting is soft drinks. Yeah. So if you're if you're teetotal and you're still wanting to enjoy the World Cup and barbecue season, no doubt you would have been enjoying your Dr. Peppers, your Cokes, your Fantas, mm. etc. Yeah. But I found no Sprite in one of the supermarkets. Sprite, there's that I a run on Sprite. There you go. There was 7 Up, right. there was other types of lemonade. Sprite was absent, <laughs> although I did find it in one or two small bottles in the next one I visited. Uh. Um, and of course, and this is, I'm worried about this, I found in all my travels this morning zero Tango.
3: Oh, really? Now
2: that and is worrying. That is incredibly concerning. And yeah. also, no doubt the people back at the factory will very well know when they've been
3: tangoed yeah and uh, and that's that day is today okay uh, what about fizzy water i'm not entirely sure whether co2 goes into f- fizzy water whether that's sort of naturally occurring um you know spring water or something like that but i mean it could affect water as well right well well yeah indeed and because this i didn't realize this until this story sort
2: of broke this week but the co2 that goes into these drinks is produced it's not just sort of taken no. from the air. No, exactly. <laughs> it is produced, and therefore there's only you know one, maybe a couple of plants now in the UK mm. that are actually producing this. All the others have been affected, so right. that's why it's it's sort of stopped getting into the supply of, of the drinks that we buy. Mm. Uh, and yeah, of course, um, fizzy water, fizzy lemonade, fizzy anything really is is going to be affected. Um, and that, of course, has knock-on effects for kind of drinks that you might mix fizzy water with yes um, or something like that as well
3: right well listen i really appreciate it alex it's good to have you out there keeping an eye on these things and if you hear mm. any more shortages anywhere you go today in your travels do let us know i will i will do i'll report back thank you very much indeed alex dibble there it's not as if you yeah. could obviously see by mistake that they put some you know because like it's like if you walk into a shop and you see a beautiful dress hanging up and and it's got a price tag that should be probably 100 quid but it's 10 you know, you would know that there's You'd probably know something that wrong. There's
1: probably a digit miss yeah, off, yeah. Exactly. A, a whereas, zero whereas if, if somebody's
3: charging you, say, two hundred and sixty-seven, three hundred pounds to fly yeah. to Tel Aviv and back, you wouldn't think that that was particularly out of the ordinary. No,
1: as, as Kevin was saying, a lot of these prices were only twenty, thirty pounds yeah. off what what other airlines were yeah, offering. Exactly. So, and also, it's just the fact that they were basically blaming the consumer. Yeah. is so rude it really it taking is no responsibility? also particularly
3: if the consumer because they're saying and i don't know how many of these cases are individuals who saw it online but they seem to be saying that a lot of it was done through travel agents now travel agents are fairly savvy people they know the travel business it's not as if they're ingenues who don't know what's going yeah. on so they would i mean it's even more insulting in a way to say it was their mistake
1: well maybe the point that ba was making um was about travel agents and maybe they were saying the travel agent should have known whereas the you know, the consumer yeah. wouldn't wouldn't have known I'm not i mean sure you can though, imagine that the travel agent might well have thought there's something a bit weird mm. here because BA price is never that low but it's certainly the, the one you know, but I wouldn't
3: say that's true because I mean I'm I'm a member of the BA's uh, you know frequent fly program mm. right I get emails from all the time saying you know don't forget it's our January sale or something like that yeah. and you can buy a flight to New York for 325 quid which is about half what it normally is right now, I wouldn't look at that and go, oh, there's something wrong. There must be no, some mistake. No, because unfortunately right. for me, I've got to go back to America to go and see my mother, who's still recovering from her uh, fall. From her fall. Um, but we're going to try and wait until she's out of the rehab place. Because if, if I go then, I can only kind of go and visit her for an hour. Yeah, So exactly. it's better when she's actually coming out.
1: And also, didn't you say she's quite enjoying being Well, in I think she actually is. Yeah, jolly. because
3: Well, because she's being surrounded by people, she's yeah. getting attention, you know, she's not on her own and all that. But the thing is, by the time she's out, which is probably another two to three weeks away, um, we're starting to get n- edge nearer to sort of per- the school holidays, right? Yeah. So the cheapest fare I can find to fly to New York with British Airways is about 730 quid. Jeez. Which is and a is lot that, of money. That's
1: econo- economy. That's just economy, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, oh God, yeah. I mean I can't afford oh, to no. go. You must be you must be joking. I mean I can't afford to fly business and when I go with my kids anywhere, I can't certainly can't afford to do it. Well I was that. gonna
1: say, would you do a um a Kirsty thing of me, Bob? And put would you go business and put your kids in economy?
3: Oh I think um, yeah, I think I would actually if I if I could be bothered. Yeah. But I mean unfortunately my 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 particular cross to bear is that my the mother of my children doesn't like flying so we always have to fly together we always have to sit together we always have to make sure that she's looked after and has the requisite amount of wine and you know whatever else she needs in order to make the flight doable you know um, and also I just think it's a I mean I would fly business if somebody gave me a business class flight yeah. uh, which I did with British Airways actually last year um, because we went to New York to do a show, and they sponsored it, and so we went business, and that yeah. was great. But I, I don't think it's worth paying for. I, don't, I mean, you'd have no. to, I think you've got more money than cents if you're paying sort of, you know,
1: Let alone thousands first. of pounds.
3: <laughs> first, forget I about mean, it. I mean, I can't <laughs> imagine... I've never actually flown first class ever, no. uh, apart from inside of Europe when I was working.
1: No, I've flown business when I have been on business a few times. And I, yeah. did, I did a job. And it's uh, very nice. I did a job the year before last um, doing some filming in uh, in Australia yeah. for. It's a sister program of Who Do You Think You Are? Okay. It, and it was about my so ancestors. Oh, which yeah. it was really, really nice. What interesting. did you discover? Ah well, so my seven times great grandmother was a woman called Mary Raby, Uh uh, who was uh, was a runaway from home. Well, basically, to cut a long story short, she is on the twenty dollar bill. Really? Uh, And she was she arrived on a convict ship, um, having been a teenage runaway um, in In England. In in England, right? um, And then was caught trying to steal a horse. Right. Uh, and she uh, went to court, and she pretended she was a boy. She was dressed as a boy. Wow, what a great um, story! And she was sentenced to death. Goodness me! Uh, as at what as, age was that? She then? was about fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she was sentenced to death as William something because she was pretending to be a right. boy, which God knows how. It, Would given she have it not that, been
3: sentenced to death if she, if they'd known she was a, a girl?
1: Possibly, but she'd been anyway. It was all very complicated, and she was also she managed to pull off this trick of pretending to be a boy. Even though in those days, when you were in prison, you were just in one big room yeah. with hundreds of right. other convicts right. who were in there. So it must have been terrifying. Mm. And I did, I stood on the spot, I think Sheffield Link, Lincoln. Where she was at, where she would have stood when she was sentenced to death, Mm. which was very chilling. Chilling, I bet. And also, if she had been sentenced to death, I wouldn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) So that was even worse. So, so did she go
3: to Australia then? So, she
1: went to Australia and then she, um, when she arrived, she was, um, by that time, she'd sort of come out as a woman. Mm. um, And she was. One of the only or kind self-identified, even, self-identified. Yes, yeah, she was gender neutral. Um, <laughs> she was one of the only sort of young, relatively well-spoken, right. semi-educated women. Mm. And all the, um, the the military, who of course you know were running the camps when they arrived, um, at, you know Botany Bay, or wherever in, in Sydney, um, were you know they were army officers right. with families, and the head of the head of the sort of barracks needed a nanny. Mm. So she was chosen. To, so she was very, very lucky. So okay. she didn't go and do sort of hard graft. Hard labour. Yeah. She she got to hang out in the offices. Anyway, she fell in love with a young officer. Mm. So that's her. That was her ticket out. And that's of, how she
3: came home. Back no, to no, no. She
1: then they became. Um, uh, bus- they've set up loads of businesses. Okay. Her husband died quite young, and she was a massive entrepreneur until she was in. She lived until she outlived nearly all her children, um, and became a hugely successful, wealthy businesswoman, okay. and is on the twenty-dollar note.
3: Wow! So Isn't there you go, potted story. history. So how did the so family how did that sort f- of return back to to Britain then?
1: Um, because she was very sort of upwardly mobile right. and started tried uh, sent some of her children to England and they did a complete rewriting of history mm. you know there was no mention of you know, mum being a convict right. or any of that you know wow. she she re, great story, she reinvented herself and sent sounds sent like she wrote a back. book about it yeah well there are there have been books in mm. Australia because I always knew that you know my mum's family came from kind of you know we always joked about you know the Australian criminals <laughs> and all the rest it. had no idea she was this amazing woman yeah so it was yeah really really right. fascinating Anyway, on and, my and way and worth
3: a business a trip.
1: Well, it was so I was paid mm. by the BBC yeah. to fly out and paid to go business class, and then managed to come. But I came back on one of these amazing. Um, uh, amazing planes that's got the bar at the back. Yes. Have you been to one of those? Where you stand well, I've seen up no, at I've, no, bar? No, I mean
3: I've seen the bar many times, and in fact I've been on planes where I've been taken to the bar. Yeah. Um, but I've never actually flown where I could just spend my time at the bar, which is what I'd love to do.
1: Well, it was brilliant <laughs> because I managed because I had this sort of like free airfare to to Australia and yeah. back. I managed to get the family to meet me in Dubai on the yeah. way back, and we tagged on because it was school holidays. Tagged on a little holiday, mm. um, but it meant that uh, my husband and I were on one of these. And it was so funny standing yeah. there so if i was pretending to chat each other up at the yeah. bar was no, was fun. well i mean
3: i've always wanted to, to, to do that in fact virgin uh, upper class has a bar yeah uh, and, they, and that's kind of the same price as business so if i was ever going to probably pay that kind of money to fly somewhere i think i'd probably yeah. go with virgin just because you yes. know it's like first class only it only cost business it's, but yeah. i think a first class flight now is something ridiculous like fifteen thousand pounds.
1: And I was, you know, how it always used to be the case that you'd be told you know, dress very smartly to go to the airport because you might get upgraded. Mm. Blah, blah. I yeah. mean, do people still get upgraded? Well, I free used to up- get upgraded all the
3: time when I was flying backwards and forwards to New York when I lived in New York. Uh, but it, my my terrible problem was I used to put a curse on planes because every time I got really well in with a particular airline company, they would either go bust or get bought <laughs> by somebody else. British Caledonian, if you remember them,
1: you drank them out of business. Well, it's very possibly <laughs> the free true. Booze.
3: And so, I, so I used to fly business all the time, yeah. backwards and forwards, but. I I never could never get up into first. Yeah. Um, but I think some people occasionally get upgraded. But now, I, now I find that planes are much fuller than they used to be.
1: I think so. You Good know, when work. I was
3: when I was in the eighties, in the nineties, there was about sort of ten or fifteen flights a day. London to New York by British Airways. You know, now I think there's only about five.
1: Well, so as Kevin was saying, their you know their margins are tighter, and yeah. and they're constantly paying people you know to take the next flight like yeah. when they overbook. A when flight. they
3: overbook, or unless you go with somebody like United, where you can get dragged off the plane. Do you remember that yeah, uh, exactly. story a few months exactly. ago where the guy was literally sort of beaten and up he, and he and was holding, off. He yeah. Was yeah. holding the edge. I uh, was not
1: story? But I'm, there used to be all these tricks. I don't know if any of them ever worked, but, but I knew people who tried them. Like, um, I had one friend that would wear a dog collar to the airport because he <laughs> said that it would get him an upgrade. Right.
3: <laughs> well, cert- I mean, certainly it's true to say that there's more chance of you getting an upgrade, I think, if you're dressed better. Yes, and you certainly know.
1: you've got no chance personally, if you have think, uh, screaming children uh, with uh, you.
3: Yeah, screaming children. To- I once, in fact, I was flying back with American once from London to New York, and we just had our daughter uh, that was with my, my ex-wife, and we'd managed to get upgraded. Uh, and we're sitting uh, in the business class section having our sip, first sip of champagne. And little Emma was kind of walking around, you know, she was toddling around. And this woman with a clipboard suddenly appeared and said, oh, excuse me, Mr Graham, could I have a word with you? And I was like, yes, p- sure, no problem. She said, um, uh, that we've made a bit of a mistake because uh, we can't upgrade you if you've got children. Oh, And I went, well, if we bought the ticket, presumably we could stay here with a child. Oh, yes, that would be fine. But we, we have a policy, we can't upgrade you with a child. And I went, well, that's a shame because that appears to be what you've done. And she said, well, we can't do it. And I said, well, what do you want me to do now? You want me to go and tell my wife that we have to now go back into, you know, cattle class? Yeah. And she said, well... One of you could stay here. Oh no! And the other one could go back with the child. I'm like, are you having a laugh? (laughs) So we both went back.
1: That's brilliant. That was never going to happen. You should have said, okay, well, we'll nominate Emma, the baby. Yeah, she can stay. She can stay and disrupt everybody. Ever
3: since then, she's had a flavour and a taste for business class. I'm afraid. Very expensive. I bet it was very
1: dangerous that um, Mm. with your kids giving giving them a taste of that. Yeah,
3: exactly right. From the Farmer of Fury,
1: the Independent Republic
0: of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
1: More blasted rhetoric
2: from the Banana Republic for people who think capital punishment isn't going
0: nearly far enough. <laughs> the Independent Republic of Mike Graham
1: on Talk Radio.
3: Stuart is in Raysbury. Hello, Stuart. Oh, hi, Mike. How are you um, doing?
0: Yeah, good. Um, your, vet, your guest vet was saying about need to be careful about ligament injuries. Yeah. Um, so I've got a, um, a 13-year-old rescue dog who I've had for the last 10 years. OK. Uh, I guess the easiest way to describe it is a large... He's a white beagle-sized Jack Russell that looks like he's wearing a phantom mask. <laughs> <As> a, <laughs>
3: a Sounds lovely. I can, actually, army, it's a but... very good description. I can, yeah, I can absolutely picture that.
0: <laughs> he, um, he used to be a star footballer. He used to charge from one end of the village football pitch to uh-huh. the other right. and bouncing the ball up and down on okay. and out continually. Right. Not, not trained at all. So, but unfortunately, he had a, a knee injury after that and needed surgery. But despite that, he's, he was still able to get in and out of our hatchback. Right. But then I made the mistake of uh, changing to a Jeep Wrangler. Right. I mean, a mistake for the dog, really, which right. is very high off the ground. Um, I guess at that point he was a bit older, um, and he used to, ch- you know, it was he used to jump, but fell, <laughs> kept on falling off. He oh. couldn't, you know, he couldn't do it. Poor little thing. So it was just quite was too high for him. So, did you, you find point, yourself
3: like lifting him up into it then?
0: That was it. At that point, I thought I had to bite the bullet and just and just uh, lift him up yeah. all the time right. and. Uh, um, which is, as you said, it's very annoying when, it's, when you come back from a walk and yeah. he's obsessed with swimming, so <laughs> I get a very wet dog that I have to well, carry Well, fortunately,
3: I, had, I I then had to sort of purchase. It became. It's like one of those things that just becomes more and more expensive. I ended up having to buy a barber because it was anything that I could actually <laughs> lift him up with that could get wet, and it didn't matter, you know, because it was a wax jacket.
1: I, I tell yeah, you what you can idea. buy. Have you got those uh, toweling zip-up bags?
3: I've seen those. They
1: are brilliant. Are they? Yeah. So you, I mean, it's quite a struggle So you get the dog into a bag, and his little head pops yeah, out, of right, it, you know, yeah. and then you, you zip them up. But of course, with Sparky, he knows what's coming, so he deliberately pokes his legs out, <laughs> so you can't zip him up. But actually, I mean, it sounds really cruel, but the once they're in, yeah. the more they struggle, mm. the cleaner they get. Yes. It's like they're drying themselves. I've
3: never understood actually. I don't know whether you, either of you can answer me this question. My my Labrador, right? When he's covered in mud. He goes and sits on his bed or lies on his bed, and within about half an hour, he's completely clean. Now, I haven't seen him licking himself clean, but he just kind of—no, but that's because the sort of self-cleaning. The the
1: type of dog he's—he's got that, you know, the 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 hair he's got, the coat he's got—is is 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 designed to be water repellent because they're they're, they're water dogs. Yeah, Sparky not the same. Hmm. No, he just he stays muddy all day. Let me
3: ask you another question, because we were asking, we were talking earlier about pet insurance, um, because there are some people who say it's not worth having. Um, and if you've got a dog, particularly one with an injury, a previous injury, um, it's, it's better just to save the money up every week. And if you need to use it, you use it. Is it what did you do?
0: Well, yeah, since his the injury, the, the, the insurance went up. The latest renewal came up at... Uh, £120 pounds a month. Blimey. Yeah, you know, that's more than i pay for my insurance. Yeah, so Well at that point, I stopped it, and I've just gone, you know, I've just gone for the minimal. Cause
1: yeah, with an it, older dog, it's not... it. We, we looked through my mother's finances uh-huh. recently right. uh, to discover, to our horror, because again, she does uh, you know, direct debit and right. monthlies, and so it's not so obvious, that she's been insuring her 13-year-old miniature schnauzer, Monty, right. for five grand a year. What? Yeah. yeah. Blimey. She's uh, obviously got more money than... Which, of than, course, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, the minute, Even if the vet's bills were going to be half that, I yeah. think Monty would be biting the bullet quite quickly. I would have thought
3: so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an extraordinary memory. I know. And so, is your dog still around, Stuart?
0: Yes, yes, he is. He's, we've just come back from a walk, so he's now asleep. No. Um, and in fact I, was at, I was just at Virginia Water Lake, and okay. there there are there are lots of owners using ramps to get larger dogs in and well, out. Well, it's boys.
1: very posh round there, isn't yeah. it? It's full of full of footballers <laughs>
3: and, and television stars.
1: Yeah, mm. absolutely. But you haven't got a ramp. No,
0: no. no. no he, I mean, he's, he's only fifteen kilos, so it's good of weightlifting to lift him in and out every 15
1: day. Fifteen kilos, still quite a lot.
3: You know what my dog weighs? No, what's thirty-five. Th-
1: does it really? Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, Spark, Blimey is right. Yeah, I think Sparky's 15. Yeah. But then he, he, he started nudging 15 and a half, which was considered overweight. <laughs> he had to go on a diet. All right. It's a
3: shocking thing. Stuart, thanks very much for your call. Stuart in Raysbury. Um, I've had, yeah, the Land Rover was quite high. I've got Jaguar now, which is not quite as high as the Land Rover was. Um, and then I had a, a Mercedes. The Jaguar old, a sounds numbers.
1: posh. Is a dog allowed in a Jaguar? He, well, do
3: you know, the problem is, for the, when I first got it, it's an F-Pace, right? It was a brand new car not allowed in it because it's black and it's got and he's got white hair
1: what seats has he got le- leather seats yeah oh yeah like? well at least they're better than fabric yeah but for... he goes in
3: the back though which is kind of like um cloth you know yeah, it's yeah. Not leather in the back and i bought i actually got one of those uh sort of liners which doesn't fit completely but it kind they're of helps hopeless, those helps a little bit but but basically i took the car to be cleaned the other day which i hadn't had it done for a while and they can't now get the hair out of the back really i don't know what i'm going to do I might have to go in with some sellotape and just kind of try and pick, pick yeah, it all off. Yeah, you need
1: one of those roly things to yeah. get hairs off. The things off, you know, they the advertise
3: sticky... late night television.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Because they've obviously hoovered it, right? But it doesn't actually come out.
1: Yeah. Now I never told you my bulldog story, uh, no. did I? Have I got time now? Yeah, you have. Very good. You have. So I met this um bulldog owner in the park mm. uh, last year. Beautiful dog, um, and I was commenting on how gorgeous she was. So sort the of
3: British bulldog. British style, bulldog, yeah. and,
1: in, and and and. The dog had actually done some modelling. Right. For, like, but I think I think um, for Dunhill. Like, do they do they have a bulldog? I'm,
3: I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, Maybe.
1: done 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 some advertising right. modelling. Really stunning. Got chatting to the uh, the owner who said that it was you know quite a young dog. They just mm. had to replace their previous bulldog. Yeah. I like, I'm so sorry. Blah blah. And it turned out that they'd gone on holiday yeah. and left the bulldog with a dog, a professional dog walker mm. who was sort of, you know had it obviously overnight and then was taking it for walks took it for a walk on a really hot sunny day right um which you you absolutely shouldn't do with bull- or any of these dogs like pugs and they have
3: the breathing difficulties don't they yeah
1: and because it got overheated in the yeah. park mm. it had multiple organ failure and died oh, god could you imagine phoning somebody on their oh, holiday and saying, i'm terribly sorry i know you're paying me a lot of money to look after your dog but i've That's, just i mean, I've just but killed it, is, it
3: but actually it is every dog owner's nightmare that you yeah. go on holiday i mean we're like you yeah. we're thinking this summer um, we might go somewhere where we can take the dog with us because it's actually, I mean, we we're going away to Greece for a week. Everyone was going, oh, I really wish the dog Mziggi was here, you know. And, and, and there's so few places you can take a dog in terms of, uh, yeah. you know, you have to drive there, basically. So we could go to France, we could go somewhere in Britain. But that's what we're thinking of doing, just because there's always some part of you that wonders when you get it back. Well, also We you... normally leave ours with um, uh, either the, the the person we bought him from, who's yeah. got loads and loads of Labradors up in sort of North London, or um, uh, the kid's uncle, um, who's basically got they got his own Labrador as well. So that's yeah. all fine. But you all just worry that, you know, he's going to get run over or something terrible is going to happen. Exactly. You know,
1: it's awful. So did you FaceTime him while you were on holiday?
3: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, I Facetime the dog. Um, I love it. When, when was it, actually?
1: What do you say to him when you're FaceTiming him? Well, he recognises
3: your a voice. a good boy? Yeah, he recognises your voice. <laughs> I FaceTimed him from here actually, because when we I came know back that's from why I'm day, teasing remember. you about it. Yeah, because I had missed because he wasn't. Well, I couldn't see him before I had to come back to work because we didn't we didn't get back till the Tuesday or something. But he really misses us. Do you, you miss
1: know. the dog or the children more? more
3: I think I miss the dog more because yeah. I don't really care the kids. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about the kids. They're you know not having time and not. I mean, they're too old now to be read to. Um, but when I turn up there, you know, sort of late Friday night, they're already in bed and they wake up Saturday morning. I mean, Father's Day was typical. Yeah. Um, oh, did you, you, know. you get
1: anything? Well,
3: I got a bar of chocolate and, yeah. and a tea towel, uh, which was fine. Um, but what I didn't get was any of them sort of going, would you like a cup of tea or can I make you breakfast? Well,
1: we made... Uh the, their dad, a full English.
3: See, that's what should have happened.
1: Cut a peony from the garden and put it in a little vase Very nice. and took it up to bed on a tray. See, that's
3: what I got last year. I got yeah. I got sort of a full English in bed. Uh, this 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 Sunday I didn't. I just had to get up and one of them was already playing <laughs> Fortnite and the other one was still asleep.
1: Well, we had to do a full football tournament and weirdly Sunday was cold and drizzly. It wasn't we, nice, We were in no. Oxfordshire mm. um, and I felt so so because I'd persuaded... Uh, John that we should take because at one point we were going to have to take two cars for very complicated reasons yeah. blah, blah blah. and I said no absolutely not because the, at this football tournament because we've been, you know, done these ones before I said there'll be a beer tent you know it's father's day you should definitely you know have a beer and I'll drive us home blah blah, blah. and I got there no beer tent at all <laughs> sitting there in the pouring rain the kids they did not only did they not win any of their matches they didn't even score in any of, the, any of their matches
3: that's not good so I
1: felt so sorry I said Do you know what you and so I, I sent the husband and the daughter home on the train mm. I said you Go home and have a nice pub lunch in London since so Father's Day, and I'll, I'll drive That's back terrible, later. Isn't it?
3: That is shocking. Yeah, Absolutely was... awful.
1: Across the UK, online, and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
3: If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio via DAB online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say.